0: The Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 26. Seven actions to boost your business. Five, six, seven, eight... Hi there, this is Annette Bone, and thank you so much for joining me in the Dance Printering Studio, and goodness... This is the, I can't even count how many times I had to re-record this because I'm not in the sound lab for this session. There were fireworks going off, dogs barking, children screaming, other people yelling around in the neighborhood. So if I'm not able to edit some of this stuff out, I apologize in advance, but I don't think I want to record another take of this so I can get this session done and uh, released to you in a timely manner. So I really appreciate your patience and Dealing with any of these um, unexpected sounds, but thank you again for joining me and the Dancepreneuring Studio, if you don't already know, is the place where we bring you some of the best and creative minds every other week that are connected to the art of dance and they share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and business forward. And last week I had a conversation with my good friend, new Alou. And this week it's me sharing with you. And I share seven action steps that you can take to elevate the level in your business. And even if you are implementing these steps already, just as in dance, there's always room to improve. And so I think if you can always look for ways to improve in your life and in your business, you'll progress that much faster and learn that much more. And then the Step to Success that I share is a free service that I think you're going to absolutely love if you're not using it already. So many options easy to use, easy to set up, and it's going to help automate a lot of the processes that you might be doing manually on a regular basis. So I look forward to sharing that. And then with the dancer's dialect, I was thinking about this as a lot of my, not a lot, uh, several of my friends and actually my sister is going to be moving to this place in less than a month and I've had some friends visit this place and it got me thinking about my experience in this place and also the type of dance style that has come from this place and the purpose of this dance style I think is very very applicable to business so I look forward to sharing that and spending this time with you stay tuned. What's up, everybody? This is Chris Jones, actor, dancer, and choreographer, and you're listening to another section of the Dance Crenuring Studio. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. If you want to take your productivity to the next level and simplify your life and business a bit more... I would recommend that you find ways to automate the repetitive tasks that you're doing. And this week's Step to Success is a free service that will help you with just that. It is called If This, Then That, and the abbreviation is IFTTT, and you can find a link in the show notes at annettebone.com forward slash 026. If you're not already using this free service, I think once you start using it, you will absolutely love it. And what it does it, it is it integrates two digital apps so that they communicate with each other. So if an action happens in one app, then it will trigger an action for another app. So how it does this is you create or you find recipes on their website. For example, if you like certain photos in Instagram. It can take those photos that you liked and put them into Dropbox if you've set up a recipe for that. You can set up recipes and tasks to remind you for birthdays or to send an email or to remind you to check the weather, just even simple things like that. There are endless amounts of recipes that you can integrate into your life and business. And It integrates other apps such as Evernote, I mentioned Dropbox, Google Drive, Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and um, it can definitely help you save time on your social media posting as well. So check it out. Go to the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 026. And I think once you start automating some of these processes, you'll never go back. (laughs) It will really help you out. So take advantage of this free service. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The Dancer's Dialect is the dancer's language. I'm going to share dance terminology across different genres so you can see the correlations in your life and in your business. Remember in the beginning of the session when I talked about having some friends that were recently visiting this certain place and that my sister was going to be moving soon to this certain place? And this has to do with the word for today in the dancer's dialect. Now, this place is none other than the beautiful, the tropical island of Oahu in Hawaii and the word for today in the dancers dialect is hula which is a traditional dance of the Hawaiian islands and it's performed to songs or chants that are known as melees and the dance illustrates and complements the lyrics of the mele of the songs or the chants and it got me thinking about how important it is for storytelling within the style of hula. And I actually did hula back in gosh, it was a long time ago. I was eight, nine years old. I was living in Texas of all places and doing hula. Now that combo is kind of interesting, but there was a big Pacific Islander community within the military housing that we were staying at. And so I got involved in hula dancing and I really, really loved it. That was my first experience with dance. And I don't know why I didn't continue with it, especially going to Hawaii. I didn't really continue with it. Although in elementary school, we had the Hawaiian festivals. They're called If I remember correctly, I think they're called Ho'olauleas. And so it is a Hawaiian celebration, although because of the melting pot of Hawaii, we incorporated ethnic dances of all different cultures, which was kind of fun. I really enjoyed that time. But with hula, going back to that, hula tells a story and they it's always about telling a story, whether it's an ancient story, an ancient tale or something like that. It got me thinking about how effective storytelling is within business and within marketing. And I think that elements of storytelling really help connect you with your potential client or your current clients. And if you can incorporate storytelling in some aspect of your marketing, I think that you will be able to go deeper with your potential clients and then also nurture that relationship that you already have with your current clients. And that human quality, that touch, the emotions that can be explained better or illustrated better within storytelling, I think will really help your business just take on a different, different perspective. And I think that will help elevate your business that much more. So if you're not incorporating some sort of storytelling in your marketing, I would recommend that you explore that as well. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. I recently had a conversation with a friend of mine who is also an entrepreneur, and she was mentioning that even though she doesn't have the quote unquote security of a regular paycheck from a job per se, she'd rather have the freedom and flexibility to be creative to see how she's going to generate revenue in her businesses. And I definitely feel the same way because you can have the security of a paycheck. And I understand that everybody's situation is different. I was there. I was working a regular job from nine to five, had a paycheck, but I was not getting ahead. And I was very miserable. And it took a lot of energy to put a smile on my face, which wasn't very often, (laughs) I have to say, but to try to talk myself into being positive and it was just so emotionally draining because I was not passionate about what I was doing and I felt really undervalued, even though maybe it was maybe my own perception of things, but it didn't diminish the fact that I was very depressed and just very unfulfilled. And now doing this podcast, I'm reminded that everybody has a different journey to go on. Some people are very happy with having a regular nine to five job and having a career that way. And you know, for the longest time, I knocked people for that or, or knocked the fact that someone would want a job or is working a job and that they're happy with that. And that's really not fair for me to judge now. And I've learned that everybody has a different path to travel on. And so everybody's called to different things. And that is fine. It does not diminish their worth as a person. And I think there was a a car speeding by. So I apologize for that. I don't know if I'm going to be able to edit that out. So if you hear it, then I wasn't able to edit that out. But anyway, back on on topic about that, it was not fair for me to judge someone for the choices they did or didn't make regarding their career. And what I thought was better or more important. Everybody is important. Everybody has something that they're called to, whether it is in a job, a career or a business. So in saying that, and in having this conversation, I was reminded that I'm always growing and I'm always learning. I have not arrived. And I listen to a lot of podcasts where it seems like most of the entrepreneurs that are featured have arrived and they have it going on, which they do. But I think I want to encourage you that it's okay that you might be in not in that place yet and that you might still be struggling with certain things. Because I, I certainly have those areas too as well. I'm still trying to figure some stuff out. But in the meantime, I'm still moving forward, still doing this podcast, learning, knowing where I need to improve also, also not only in my business, but in my life and also in my dance training. And I'll talk more about that probably in a different session. But I shared all that in wanting to tell you that with these seven action steps that I'm going to share, I'm still working on these things and I'm still working on improving and tweaking these aspects as it relates to my business. So I wanted to encourage you that it's never about perfection, but it's always about progress. And so let's get into the seven action steps that you can take to boost your business. (laughs) Number one, you want to invest in yourself because you can't expect others to invest in you and in your business if you are not willing to invest in yourself. And that could mean different things to different people. For myself, I look at it as um, investing in myself in terms of the books I read, the other people that I get around that inspire me, education-wise, going to different events, doing different courses. And so I take that all into account. I, I take that has very important self-education and I invest in myself because I want others to invest in me and my business. So invest in yourself because whatever you need to do to invest in yourself, it will pay dividends in your business later on. Number two List out as many reasons as to why someone would want to do business with you and your company. What are your unique selling points? Really think about that and really capitalize on the unique ways that you can help your ideal client. Number three, speaking of ideal client, you want to identify who they are. You want to find out about them as much as possible to the point where what kind of things do they do when they wake up in the morning? What are they reading? What kind of music are they listening to? Where do they hang out? What kind of people are they hanging out with? So it goes past, if you can, you want to get as specific as you can, besides the demographic of male or female income area, get deeper into what makes them tick. What do they like? What do they not like? And there are a ton of resources online that you can check that out for that Number four is you want to have a strategic marketing and sales funnel in place to take your client through, and you want to add value throughout the process. Now, I worked with a client actually not too long ago where they were expecting a huge return on their investment, but they didn't know what the outcome was that they wanted, if that made sense. And then when I tried to guide them through it, they really didn't pay attention to it, nor did they really take it into account, if if that makes sense. So the subject of ROI was really kind of vague. And so even trying to explain it to them, maybe it was just because they were one of the clients that I wasn't supposed to work with, and that was a learning experience. But but, um, know what you're trying to measure. And if you have a marketing and sales funnel in place to take them through that. And a lot of it is automated, which there are a ton of resources that you can use to help do that. Two of the ones that I can recommend you to check out are lead pages and click funnels. And you can find links in the show notes at annettebonecom bone.com forward slash zero two six. And so even just that step alone, I think you're going to find will elevate your business to another level because you have these systems and processes in place. Number five is you want to put a team in place or work with contractors that are focused and that have great synergy and have a great work ethic. You want to be open to their ideas. And then if you don't agree, you can still disagree in a positive manner. And if you hired them for expertise that you don't have, have faith that they will do their best for you and your company. Um, I also worked with a client who hired me for some social media stuff. And this was uh, in the beginning stages of uh, my marketing business. And again, they just, they weren't clear on a lot of things. And I just didn't, it it was, I guess it was just a wrong fit again. They um, hired me because they knew that I had this expertise, yet they didn't trust my expertise. So (laughs) anyway, I know you'll get clients like that, but it's just a matter of, Really um, honing in and, and attracting the type of clients that you want to get. And that's part of the process for number three about identifying your target client. Number six is do whatever is necessary so that the communication processes within your business is clear. One of the things that I try to implement with everyone that I work with is the no weirdness policy, which means that I want the other person to feel like if there's something they feel weird about or they are uncomfortable with, that they have carte blanche to talk to me about it and to bring it up and I I have the same with them. And so I think that builds a really great rapport. And communication is so important because miscommunication can cause a lot of delays and hiccups and time loss and income lost. And so it's really important to have really good communication processes in place. And also I think the no weirdness policy has really helped me a lot in my communication. So I would recommend that you implement something like that as well. And number seven you want to make the sales process in your business just a formality because your clients should already be looking for you and that this transaction is a mere formality. And what I mean by this is that if you are targeting the right client and you are doing everything that attracts them in the right way, then the whole sales process is just taking through taking them through a process. And you're not trying to sell them or convince them because they are already convinced that they want to work with you or want to buy your company's services or products or whatever. So the sales process is a formality and your client is already looking for you and you're just taking them through the process. So I remember um, (laughs) a couple of years, well, not a couple of years ago, it was when I was out of college and trying to figure out what I was going to do since I wasn't going to dance at that time. And I got involved in a business where I... I was just so naive, but I went, I remember being told to go knock on my neighbor's doors and invite them to a business meeting. And I was so uncomfortable with that. I know some people do that. It's just very natural for them, but I was always kind of introverted. And so it was very, it felt very unauthentic to do that for me. And so, and nowadays that The knocking on the doors might work for some things and maybe in some communities, but a lot of times that is not the best way. And if you can identify your client uh, with a, a good process in place and attract them because they already want to do business with you and already are interested in what you have to offer, they're already looking for you, then you don't have to resort to tactics like just trying to advertise to everyone because you can't, you're not going to attract everyone. If you try to attract everyone, then you will attract to no one. So I think it's really important that you going back to getting your ideal target client and then making sure that you have processes and things in place where you're you're speaking to the right client that you want and making everything run smoothly and just affirming their decision that they've already made in their mind to do business with you. So I would like to know uh, what action step would you recommend to boost your business? You can go to Annettebone.com forward slash zero two six and I would love to hear your comments there. And once again, let me go really quickly through the seven action steps to take to boost your business. Number one, invest in yourself. Number two, list out as many reasons as to why someone would want to do business with you and your company. Number three, identify who your target client is and find out about them as much as possible. Number four, have a strategic marketing and sales funnel in place to take your client through and add value throughout the process. Number five, put a team in place or work with people that are focused, have great synergy and have a great work ethic. Number six, do whatever is necessary to keep your communication processes clear And um, again, the no weirdness policy and number seven, make the sales process in your business a formality because your clients are already looking for you and work and looking to work with you. And if you wouldn't mind, I would be really thankful if you could go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and give me a rating and review. That way I can continue to improve the podcast and help others find the podcast to help them. That would be really appreciated. And until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to talking with you soon. you for listening this has been a session of the dancepreneuring studio find the archives of this show at anetbonecom slash podcast or on itunes contact annette at anetbone.com. this podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com all rights reserved the dancepreneuring studio is the place where dance inspires life and business